Hello, Four Sober Chicks podcast listeners. We are Heather, Meredith, Dana, and Tracy, four women recovering out loud. We gather here from around the world to discuss all things related to alcohol addiction, sobriety, and various paths to recovery. We get real about the highs, the lows, and the amazing reality of living a sober life. This podcast is a creative collaboration by women, for women, and for anyone who supports women. Hello, everyone. I'm Heather, and joining me, as always, is Dana, Meredith, and Tracy. Uh, This episode of Four Sober Chicks, if you enjoy what you want, if you hear Please like us on the uh, and subscribe on the platform that you listen to your podcasts and send us a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Um, we love we read everything that you send us. So please give us a little shout out. Today we're going to talk about forgiveness and specifically forgiving yourself in recovery. Um, you know, I came to a place of surrender and a place of needing to change my life um, with a lot of damage that came with it. But I also, as I've shared before, I had a lot of trauma and I'm struggling still with this, this little kid, this, this inner child, whatever you want to call this history where I blame myself for a lot of things that happened. And while I'm sober and I live in a life of recovery, those times and that that stuff gets triggered by life and I don't have anything to numb with anymore. I don't have, I have to deal with it. And it's come up recently in my life, which is kind of where a lot of my ideas for topics or our ideas for topics come up in our real life. And this idea of like, how do we forgive ourselves? for things that we were directly responsible for and things that we weren't, but maybe it felt like you were responsible for it. Um, My little inner child, my little kid feels very responsible for all of the adults in that I was raised with that didn't have it together. And that little girl feels responsible for not keeping those adults together and it's this thing that is a driving force in my life that makes me feel responsible for all of those things right and so I need to find a way to forgive or understand that I didn't have the ability to do that but also I don't know how to articulate it but like maybe forgiveness is a is not but it is it's it's forgiving myself for being a little girl and just forgiving myself for being powerless as a little girl and um so that I can move on so that's kind of what I'm trying to wrestle with like how do I do that because it's coming up and it's coming up for me regularly and that idea that I have to be in control of everything and be perfect to be lovable to be um to be okay keeps coming up that theme. And I definitely drank to deal with that. I definitely drank to manage those feelings. I definitely drank to quiet those voices. So now I've got to do that in like, in, you know, as an adult and take responsibility for it. So that's 
that's where I'm at with that. So I'd love to hear what you guys are struggling with hey. or what you're doing. Thanks, Heather. Tracy here. Yeah, I, I'm going through some stuff right now that's really triggering some of my angst and woes that, you know, I've done in my past. And, and I have, I thought I was, you know, I forgave myself. And I did. I, I had to, it was so important to do that as I was recovering and getting sober. You know, I, I drank to numb. I drank to not feel. I drank to escape. And it was to to get away from all of that uh, guilt and the pain and and the things that either I caused or someone else caused. And, and I did that. You know, I, I made a conscious decision to, to stop, to stop. Enough is enough. Forgive yourself. You have to forgive yourself. You need to, you need to move on. It's, it's, it's so important to stay sober. Now that I'm sober and life is happening, you know, these things want to come back up. They want to come and and take over and, and make me feel bad and make me go back to that place where I was. I take a deep breath. I remind myself, I'm not going to do that. I've already forgiven myself. I've already went through that torment and anguish and sadness and pain. Um, and, and I'm not, I, and I'm not going to add on to the current pain and suffering. Right. By adding that back to it. It's like these layers of just, um, of guilt and, and it's almost like I want to self-sabotage and I want to blame myself or make myself feel bad, maybe because of someone else's actions or how I'm feeling. Um, you know, seeing someone that's capable of doing something that I was capable of back then, I'm still capable of it now, but I don't want to do it. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to do certain behaviors that have hurt people and that hurt myself, and then I've, I've, I've forgiven myself for doing, but it's almost like a reflection, and it makes me go to these places, and it just doesn't, it doesn't feel good, so I, I, I totally understand you, um, I understand the importance about forgiving and recovery, you know, because I think once you do that, you start to love yourself, you start to really like yourself again, and love yourself, and and you have to do that. It's so important, especially being so present and aware as we are in sobriety. So I want to jump in. Um, I genuinely think that when we were all kind of in our rut, in a way, I, I call it kind of like the pseudo control freak. When we were addicted to alcohol, we thought we could control the situation by drinking, right? Like you can control your emotions, you can control how you feel. So it's it's like this fake control freak to where when you're sober and you don't have that anymore, I personally feel out of control. And that's something that is very um, hard for me. I, not that I like to be in control, but I I like to know what to expect. I like to know... I like to be consistent. I like to have consistent emotions. I like, and that was that whole shit show of drinking too much alcohol is I could control that situation. When I feel out of control is when I start to get anxious or there it's feelings that you just don't, 
want to sit in. And again, that was what we would revert to, right? So I feel like realizing that we can't be in control of everything, but what we can be in control of is how we react and what our response is, you know, to certain things. And whether that is, for me, I have to literally like go someplace quiet. I have to shut my eyes. I have to ground myself. I have to tell myself that what I'm going through right now may be stressful, but in a week, it's going to be behind me. You know, like I, I have to talk myself through that. Um, and forgiveness on my end was acknowledging that I, I, I can't have control um, of everything. And I have to understand that. And I have to realize that. But when you are so used to being able to control it all, um, I mean, however far-fetched that seems to someone who doesn't drink, that's that's honestly, in my mind, what, what I was going through. Um, Heather, when you said your little, your little girl, um, I was in a therapy session. And side note, therapy is a huge way to help you forgive yourself. Um, that was how I got to forgive myself. My mom, um, forgiveness was a really big, really big thing for me. Um, and I didn't really get to the spot of forgiveness until after my mom died. Um, I was convinced I needed to do it before she died, um, just because I needed to say the words to her so she could hear it. And I remember going to my pastor and I was like, I feel like I really need to like go to her bedside, tell her that I forgive her, yada, yada, yada. He was like, do you mean it? And I was like, well, I'm working through some stuff. And he's like, so you would give your dying mom lies. And I was like, oh boy. Okay. So I had to reassess. And he was like, I think the fact that you're willing to be willing to forgive your mom is the first step. He was like, whether you forgive her now or when she's dead, that doesn't, that doesn't matter. What matters is that you genuinely from your heart forgive her. And so that was a really big process, but I had a therapy session where I literally saw the little girl that I was going through all this stuff. You know, mom is an alcoholic. She's dating a guy who's insanely physically abusive. Um, I was at eight, the biggest adult in the room, you know, like I had to, I had to take care of myself. Um, and it wasn't until I don't know how it even got brought up, but like me now going and hugging that little girl and saying how much I'm sorry that she went through what she went through. So like my version now, the heart that I have now going to that little girl who I was so scared, so alone and literally hugging her. It was like one of the biggest breakthroughs that I've had in my recovery um, because that little girl needed someone like me um, growing up. And now just acknowledging that it was, it was really hard. Um, that was it. That was a huge breakthrough. So I don't know if that helps you with your little girl, but even, I mean, that happened in a 45 minute therapy session where I'd been going, I'd been going to therapy for quite a while. And it was one of the biggest 
releases for me is I was like, oh my God, I just, I have to go love on her. That's, that's huge. Um, Meredith, I, I, I don't, I don't think I struggle with the little girl inside. I probably do, but have not come to that yet. <laughs> um, I think at first I thought forgiving other people was easier than forgiving myself. So it was like, I went through the whole, you know, I, I, I can forgive this person for what they did. I can forgive, but I realized that it wasn't true. It wasn't real. It wasn't, it, it I wasn't ready because I hadn't forgiven myself yet. I hadn't done the work. Um, and I was trying to rush through the work and we all know how that goes. <laughs> um, you know, and, and I think, you know, coming up on two and a half years of, of sobriety and recovery, I'm just learning how to forgive myself. Um, and, and it's, it's this whole, grace and gratitude thing that I started a couple of months ago, um, you know, where I give grace and gratitude to myself first, to those that are closest, and then it goes outwards, you know, to end with the people that have brought the most challenge in my life. Um, and I have found that the more I do that on a daily basis, the easier it is to forgive myself for the things that pop up into my head you know it's it's what was that movie it was an animated movie where all that little girl had all of those little characters in her head you know and they would go and they would like pull out a bubble you know from a long time ago a memory and it would just like pop up into her head um you know I get them now um quite frequently and after I cringe and you know, a bit of shame comes up. I, I have to release it because if I don't, it's not that I will go back to drinking in my old habits, but I, I won't ever be able to get past that forgiving stage. And, um, it's not healthy for me. It's not healthy for anybody that is around me or in my life. So, um, forgiveness is a huge, huge deal. And it's, it's not easy. Um, especially, to forgive yourself. It's, it's almost kind of like accepting yourself. Right. And, and, and that's, you know, I'm still working on that too. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a, this is a tough subject. <laughs> um, you know, cause I think it's a continuous process. Um, I don't know if it gets easier, but it gets normal if that makes sense the the forgiveness part it 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 becomes a normal part of my practice of sobriety and recovery wow i love i love i love these uh these sessions with you guys and these podcasts because it's um recovering out loud with you is an honor i touching back and listening to you guys talk about this little girl I'm just now discovering my little girl Dana like I I didn't realize I didn't realize what she, I mean what she went through I didn't honor that and I'm starting to do that now um and it's 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 sad you know it's sad my mother was addicted to pain pills when I was 
when I was all my life. And, um, and that was tough. It was tough to watch and to see and, and to be a part of someone that was uh, actively addictive all the time, you know, no matter how much we pleaded and pled and cried and, you know, wanted it to be different. Um, and I'm learning a lot about that now. So, yeah. Well, I think I didn't, you know, I had this idea and you guys have really articulated in a lot of different ways. I, that's, I, I love these sessions too. Um, and two things kind of come up for me, you know, and looking at kind of where everybody is in their journey, you know, as a person who's part of a 12 step program, you know, there's an, a, a process in which we kind of write down all of the things that we did and, and figure out who we need to make an amends to. And so for me, that first layer of, like you said, Dana, the bubbles and the shame and the, oh, you know, the memories, the things that like you thought were gone and then they come back at the most inopportune times. Doing that process, doing my steps, that took care of that layer. You know, it was a process that I went through and, you know, I released it and I set the thing on fire and, you know, I did all of that kind of stuff. And I think that as we've talked many times, is that recovery is a layer, is a layered process or an onion or whatever. And everybody gets to the different places that they're at. Um, and so what's coming up for me now is cognitively, I know something, but my body reacts in a very different way that it didn't, it doesn't tell my brain, you know, like it, it reacts on its own plane. And um, this forgiveness for me that specifically in my life right now, you know, I've shared that I lost my mother to suicide. And so I always, the scar of that is that I'm not enough. I was not a good enough child to keep my mother alive. And though I know cognitively that that's an impossible thing and that that her suicide didn't have, it wasn't about me. It was about what she was struggling with and what she couldn't overcome. It was about her addiction. I was a small piece of that, right? And then losing someone who I had been very close with, who was a friend, who we had ended our friendship and she died by suicide. And this tape of you were not a good enough friend to keep this person alive, you know? And I didn't, I'm really trying, starting to articulate what's happening. My body's just reacted to this. Like, you know, and all of those old um, ideas that like, you were not enough. And so, you know, like for me in terms of alcohol, I agree with what you're saying about control, Meredith. Mine was a little bit different that when I was sober, I tried to control everything. When I drank I just didn't care anymore right I didn't I could let that go and relax so when I'm in this thing of where I feel like I need to control everything and control the environment because that means it's safe and that means I'm good enough and that means everything's going to be okay if I can be can control I don't have the pressure release in the same way and um it's so foundational such a core part of my onion 
that I don't even necessarily recognize it right away. It takes a while now. So that's what that's what I'm trying to get to. Like, how do I, you know, nobody says there's always, there's no there's no steps for this. There's no like like how do I? I agree with you about hugging that child and visualizing that and and um, so that's what I'm going to investigate. Like, what do I need to do to soothe? that little girl what do I need to do to let her know that she's okay that she's enough that it becomes a part of me and and I can take away that piece um I saw a video I think it's no go ahead sorry no, well go ahead. I mean I think self I think self-care is important right it that's it, it's huge it's taking care of yourself and and um so that then you can take care of that little girl knowing who you are now knowing what you've worked so hard to to be in sobriety and, and and through your recovery and the choices that you've made and and then you know as we've talked about meditation if you pray pray exercising moving resting binging on netflix when you don't want to do anything else you know just just giving yourself that self-care. Yeah. Um, and I think what's really important about, I do think that recovery and sobriety go hand in hand with forgiveness. I mean, you've got to forgive a lot of people, especially yourself. Um, but it's not, uh, you push the forgive, you figure it out <laughs> and you push the forgiveness button and it's done. Like I'm, March will be nine years that I've been sober and I am still trying to figure that out. Um, I think that it is an ever evolving thing because I may forgive, you know, something like you said that happened, I got it dealt with, but then all these other things start to surface, and it's like, oh, I should probably look at this now. So this is, it's an ever evolving thing that will continue but the I feel like once you get good at it and once you've come to that spot I feel like you not that you're going to get through it any faster but I feel like you can accept it a little bit easier um and and just know that that's not that's not the end something else will eventually eventually come up I I think the thing that I struggle with when you were you were talking about that Meredith is is I'm not quite sure I have forgiven myself <laughs> now that I'm listening to to the three of you. And I'm like, because every, every time I see somebody that I know, like I, I, I embarrassed or it's more so forgiving myself than anybody else at this point. Mm -hmm. Like I don't really have anybody else to forgive. Right. I, 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 there wasn't that many people for me to forgive anyway. Um, it was always myself that I felt that I needed to forgive. And maybe that was that control thing, the perfectionism, I don't know. And I think there's things that I'm trying to forgive myself for that people aren't even thinking about or didn't even notice or, you know, but it's all stuck in those little bubbles in my head. Mm -hmm. um, and it's awful. Cause like, if the kids come over, I look at them and I'm like, I wonder how they perceive me. You know, I wonder what they really think mm -hmm. of me. And I, you know, because of all the things that, you know, the conversations, the, the drinking, the, all of the stuff that, 
that went on and friends too, you know, and, and, um, yeah, I don't like the subject anymore. <laughs> so I will, well, the one I thing will I'll agree with you. I don't, I'm not done forgiving myself at all, but I have found that, you know, like you brought up two examples. So my kids was a big one to the point where I had to have those conversations with them to where I was like, Hey, you know, I were, I hope you don't remember <laughs> how I was. Cause they were, they were pretty young, but just yeah. like when we had Lindsay on, um, you know, they called my cup of wine, my mommy's juice. You know, I yelled at them on a Sunday morning because they woke me up and I was severely hungover and I was pissed. I couldn't sleep like, but I had to have those conversations with them saying that was not okay. I'm genuinely sorry. And that apologizing to them was a layer of forgiveness for me. You know what I mean? So you making amends with people that you feel you need to will add that layer of forgiveness for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and I, I have like, done that. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. But, but again, also, those memories will pop up and you'll be like, oh, maybe I, I should yeah. go chat with. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I forgot about that one. I also think forgiveness is important because if you don't forgive, I, I think maybe you start, you start to resent or you're mm-hmm. still resenting. And, you know, that's a huge trigger for us to start drinking again. Yeah, for sure. Huge. Yeah. So yeah. I saw this video and it's this woman who is, it's a very short video and she has this cup of water and this is the, all the good things in life. And she throws a spoonful of dirt in it. And she's like, and this is the crap. And she stirs it up and stuff like that. And then she proceeds as she's talking to try to take the little bits of crap out. You know, she's like, and she's like, and if you notice, as I'm focusing on taking all these little bits of crap out, all the water starts to go down. And she's like, so all the good things, the joy, it's all going with it. As I, every time I take this out, she's like, so the other thing you can do, and she gets this big jug of water and she goes, is you can just add more good stuff. And as she's yeah. pouring it in, the dirt is filtering out as it's like floating. And I don't know why this visual has had the impact that it has on me, but like, that's all. And I was like, yes, like, yes. You know, we can sit there, I can sit there and break it down and try to like focus on all the crap I did and all of that. Or I can go through a process. I can make amends. I can take responsibility for what I'm doing. I can do these things to self-soothe and take myself take care of myself, but it's all in the past. So what I can do instead is just focus on filling my cup with the good stuff and yes. just keep doing that. And if you have that enough of that, the the bad stuff floats away. It goes away. Like it, it, it rinses away essentially. So trying to be that cup. I love the water. it. I don't know what, what part I'm going to turn on the faucet. <laughs> I need a hose. I just need to blow that. I know, right? <laughs> I love that. I mean, again, that's taking the positive, right? It's, it's taking yeah. the positive. It's, it's just, yeah, it's so interesting how negative can consume, you know, and why? Because the positive is just so much better. And it, 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 it makes us smile. It makes us a little bit laughing here, you know, and, um, so thanks for sharing that, Heather, for sure. I'm going to fill my cup up. 
I'm feeling it. Just like Dana said, gratitude and grace. Like, you know. Yep. Yep. And the amount of time that we spend in that trying to get the crap out, like it's mind blowing. Mind blowing how much time is wasted when it could be the complete opposite. Yeah. All right. So let's finish this up. How are each of us going to fill our cups? So I will start. Um, and I this is the first time I'm put, I don't know how this is gonna air in terms of the time, but I haven't been making art. And in the artist world, there's this like hundred day challenge and it starts, it doesn't matter when it starts. So um I'm going to create a piece of artwork every day for a hundred days that is focused on self-love. And it's going to be five to seven minutes. I'm taking it with me when I travel. I like, and, um, and I'm going to call it a uh, hundred days of circles of healing. So that's. Wow. I love it. I'm gonna yes. Do. Okay. He's going to follow that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to get through it tomorrow. I'm going to get through it tomorrow tonight. <laughs> so. It's actually really ironic that we are, that you're talking about filling your cup because, um, I journal a lot and in my last journal entry, my cup is dry. Um, I'm going through some personal stuff currently, um, that I have to make sure everyone else is doing good. And so by the end of the day, I'm like tapped out. Um, the things that fill my cup are volunteering. Um, I love to, there's a restaurant here that we have locally that it is all pay what you can. Um, but then people from the community come and they're the waitresses, they're the bussers, they're the servers, they're all that kind of stuff. And I, I really want to start doing that with my kids just to show them what it looks like to give your time um, to people who need it. And then I have not been to therapy in a really long time. Um, and I, every day in the back of my head, it's like, I, I think we need to go back. Um, but I, I think, I mean, therapy can be, for me, therapy is definitely seasonal. It's not something that I do I've done every day for however long, um, I do it, I get good, but I, I, there's so much value in it. Um, and so I am, I'm like, a. am constantly in and out of therapy. So I do feel like that's something that I need to, um, incorporate again. Thanks. All right, Dana and Tracy, how are we going to, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I Dana. I figure, figure I'm just going to continue on with my grace and gratitude um, because I feel that that's actually working. You know what I mean? I, I think, you know, over the past couple of months, it's really brought up the bubbles um, to the surface. And I think that's why, you know, to do that grace and gratitude, because I'm, I, I'm adding the more challenging people as I go, you know, it, when I'm ready to be able to bring those people into the fold of giving grace and gratitude to, I find myself forgiving myself for other things as well. So I'm going to continue on that path of grace and gratitude and, 
widen the the reach of the folks that have challenged me in my life you know because i think that i blame myself for getting into those relationships or or you know doing some of the things that i've done um that i shouldn't have and and you know just the 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 those everyday things and i think you know when i give my grace and gratitude to them because it's obvious that they were not in a good spot either <laughs> or maybe didn't even know that they weren't in a good spot or didn't know that they were harming other people um then that helps my forgiveness for myself too nice i i think i'm i'm going to continue to have an open heart and an open mind um go to meetings, listen to other alcoholics from their experience, strength and hope. So that, you know, I did that this past Saturday, someone, you know, you know, gave me a solution for my, what I'm going through. And I was open enough to start, um, you know, to, to actually start looking into that and, and listening to these words of advice. Um, yeah, it's, I'm, you know, it's tough. I love this. And it's really making me think I really want to put more thought into it. I mean, my initial thing is just, I, I just want to get up tomorrow and keep moving. <laughs> that's, that's, that's could keep moving. <laughs> because it's tough right now. Yeah. It really is. But, but to do things to get out of myself. Uh, and out, it, that's so like volunteering service. Um, I am a creative, I'm trying to, you know, post a little bit more and sexy is sober. Um, and the other accounts that I have here, go and take photos, um, you know, do things that make me happy, get excited that my daughter's going to come and visit me for my birthday. You know, it's like focus on those. I'm going to try to, yes, I'm going to fill my cup with more positive thinking and, um, and gratefulness. I love it. Thank you, ladies. Awesome. Well, that is enough for today. <laughs> uh, thank you all for your vulnerability, your vulnerability, you know, our, our, our episodes vary so much from, you know, really kind of um, just everyday recovery stuff to the really deep stuff. And I really appreciate you all being vulnerable and being here and, and sharing that because um, it helps me and it helps other women. Um, and that's why we do this. So We'll see you Thank next you. episode. Yes, right. see you next time, Thank guys. You. Bye. 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 <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us today. We appreciate you and wish you the best on your sober adventures. For more information and details on upcoming episodes, check us out on YouTube or Instagram at Four Sober Chicks. That's number four sober chicks. We welcome your feedback and look forward to being with you on the next episode.